0: For the people, by the people, that's the slogan of The Word for the World, which is a Bible translation organization that we're going to be learning about in this episode. This mission exists to equip language groups for mother tongue translation and literacy development, and since 1981 they have been working towards this goal through translation, training, literacy, and partnerships with like-minded organizations. Their prayer is that every person will know that God loves them and speaks their language. Now, our guest today is Joel Brown, who very kindly agreed to introduce us to his mission and help us understand more about it. This is the Working for the Word podcast. I'm Andrew Case. Here we go. Before we get started, allow me to introduce you to Joel. He's passionate about seeing others grow, especially in their intellectual and spiritual pursuits. After establishing himself as a talented system engineer and technology trainer, he felt called to turn his problem-solving and creative thinking skills toward Bible translation and personal development with the word for the world. Joel has served the organization for seven years doing consultation, teaching, curriculum development, discipleship and mentoring, strategic planning, and technology support. He's currently the director for personnel and personnel development and is focused on helping individuals to more deeply engage their calling through strengths-based competency development. His department is heavily invested in cultivating an increasingly collective and collaborative culture of learning in the word for the world. He is also currently investigating the interactions of cognitive linguistics and theology through his continuing
1: Ph.D. research at Stellenbosch University. I'm a relative newcomer to the Bible translation movement, and I did not follow the usual linguistic or missiological paths. I'm a musician and an IT engineer with a passion for seeing people grow. Through my amazing wife, I found myself uh, as a part of a large network of South African people and their ministries. And in a bit of what I would call a a midlife crisis, I wanted to study to become a teacher or get into instructional design, do something focused on the development of people. Uh, But Veronique Kruger, the founder of the Word for the World was a close family friend and he challenged me to get involved in teaching, supporting, and consulting with mother tongue translators in his organization. I didn't really know what I was in for, but I instantly felt connected and called into the ideas That a people's language and culture are a blessing from god a blessing worth protecting and preserving and that supporting and equipping community-owned denominationally inclusive locally staffed bible translation and literacy projects enables a truly rich engagement with god currently i'm the director for personal and personnel development in the word for the world and i'm focused on helping individuals and teams to engage more deeply with their calling through strengths-based competency development and my department is heavily invested in cultivating a collective and collaborative culture of learning in the word for the world. I also serve as a translation consultant, curriculum developer, facilitator and teacher, coach and mentor, and strategic thinker. Academically, I have a master's degree in New Testament theology, and I'm working on a multidisciplinary PhD, researching methods for integrating cognitive linguistics and theology. Really though, my heart is helping people understand God better. My academic interest is in exploring implications, finding ways to look into what is unsaid, unseen, and still somewhat mysterious.
0: Fantastic. Thank you so much. So, for those who don't know the Word for the World, what do you guys do, and what makes you distinct? Because there's a lot of Bible translation organizations out there. So, what would make you distinct, and could you walk us through your core values and unpack them? Because those are on... The website for anybody who's listening, if you want to read those core values, Um, but
1: we're going to walk through them here as well. Excellent. Thank you. Uh, Traditionally, the Word for the World is a Bible translation and literacy development organization, and our vision is the glory of God through transformed lives by the power of His Word in everyone's heart language. But what we do is really best framed in our mission statement. Our mission is to enable persons, ministries, and organizations from language communities that do not have the Bible in their own language yet to take responsibility for Bible translation and related activities and to ensure its availability and accessibility. While there is a lot to unpack there, I like to simply focus on the statement that we equip people from language communities that do not have a Bible in their own language. To me, this is the aspect of the Word for the World that is the most distinct. Now, it was more unique when the organization was started 40 years ago, as most BT orgs have been transitioning into more indigenous or mother tongue focused translation methods. However, our mission, core values and operational methodologies have been grown from this seed that indigenous speakers themselves are their own language and cultural experts. We are distinct in that our organization is not in the slow process of adapting to new methods for Bible translation. We have always done our best to understand a community's felt needs for Scripture engagement through Bible translation and language development. And we help the communities by equipping, training, and connecting partners with the projects that they own. We do focus on and uh, find ways to center the projects around Bible translation. In some regions we have seen translators engage in what we term as evangelistic bible translation using community reviews and draft content and creative ways to increase community interaction with god and with each other in some places where mother tongue literacy is the focus the local churches often ask for bible passages to be used in the literacy efforts we had a roma team create bible story cds for children and saw an amazing impact as parents heard and understood the scriptures in their own language for the first time And the CDs reinvigorated the desire to go to church, to use their own language, and to support the translation of the Bible. In our marketing material, we often say that we do Bible translation for the people, by the people. And our core values are not difficult to explain from this perspective. Uh, We have five of them. They are the Word of God. We say God desires to speak to people through the entire Bible. Therefore, our goal for every language in which we work is to translate the entire Bible. Second, first-time Bible translations. We are passionate about giving priority to first-time Bible translations because that is where Bible translation is needed most. Third value is respect for all cultures. Each people group is a blessing from God and has the right to hear God speaking to them in their own language. Number four, interaction with our partners. We see ourselves as co-servants with other ministries and with our intercessors, volunteers, and financial supporters as well. And finally, number five, excellence in serving the Lord. We dedicate our efforts to pleasing God above all. Our excellence is evidenced through the integrity of our conduct, innovation of our methods, discipline of our stewardship, and the combining of sound academic principles and practical skills in our empowering of nationals for Bible translation. Finally, as an effect of our vision, mission, and values, we are a highly decentralized organization. The international organization operates mostly as an advisory board and a bridge between the national organizations and our international partners. As a part of equipping local organizations for Bible translation, we do have offices operating in the countries where we work, and these offices are staffed almost exclusively with nationals. We strive for our regional and national offices to be independent and foreigner-free. This means that the word for the world in Zambia is a bit different than in Slovakia. Our presence in some places is mediated and filtered through local partners, such that our name and influence is invisible. The things we do everywhere though are, number one, we prayerfully pursue pioneer Bible translation through the local churches and people. Number two, we train our indigenous translators more extensively than any other org that I know of. And number three, we support community ownership of the project and the work. Number four, we build capacity locally as much as possible leading in the word for the world has rightfully been described as herding cats. But we feel that we experience great blessing from God when we enable people and communities to seek Him through Bible translation. Fantastic, thank you. So
0: that's a really big claim. I, I wanna <laughs> do a little follow-up, if that's okay, that you, you train in more in-depth than any other organization. Could you unpack that a little bit for us?
1: Absolutely, excellent question. And I know that's a big claim, and it's hard, it's hard maybe to back that up, but in the, the ethos of the Word for the World is this idea that that training Indigenous translators is really what we do. And we have what we call a Diploma in Bible Translation, which is a four to five year program that we put all of our Indigenous translators through. And it is a 21 course program program, and it counts as uh, two years of college education at a couple different universities in some different countries where we have agreements and where we work, including South Africa. And so we really do provide an excellent level of training. And now when I talk about our indigenous translators, the thing is we, we aren't dealing with people who have been through like Western university or education experiences. I mean, we have translators that are are bricklayers um, with a primary school education. And we are trying to uplift people into being able to do Bible translation for their communities. So yeah, that's why we're a part of several partnerships and movements and we're aware of the training that happens. And I think Westerners get really great training and you can get really good degrees. Um, But the, the idea is what we do to train our indigenous translators sets us apart. I've heard conversations when people say, like oh we just we go through Barnwell or we have a week workshop you know but we we train our translators for years in linguistics and um, understanding the Bible and biblical studies leadership uh, a whole variety of things yeah
0: wow do you guys also include the biblical languages in that study
1: we do um, we in the DBT the Diploma for Bible Translation we do an intro to Greek and an intro to Hebrew. Our translation teams are usually using other source texts than the Greek or Hebrew. So, you know, it is more of an introduction at that level. But as you progress into becoming an advisor or consultant, we we do increase the training in the biblical languages. Okay. Have you guys graduated some of the
0: indigenous to consultant level by this point?
1: Uh, yes, absolutely. And we might talk a little bit more about it later, but we have, I think we have around 35 consultants right now that are working internationally that were all came up from being indigenous mother tongue translators. All right,
0: great. Let's, let's get
1: to, to this next question then.
0: Can you give us a little history? Cause this would be interesting to hear. How did your organization start and what is it currently up to? And, um, Then a couple other questions along with that. What's the theological and denominational background of the founders? Is the org largely ecumenical, or do you tend to have more people from a particular theological perspective?
1: So the organization's history is really a story of vision placed into the hearts of several key people, our our founders. Our approach to translation developed alongside the initiation and success of our early work, which was all modeled to a few inspired statements and vision. The founder, Veronique Kruger, would say that God spoke from his heart and told him in 1979, I want you to establish an indigenous Bible translation agency whose vision will be empowering nationals to translate the Bible for their own people. For Veronique, this meant finding languages without a Bible and training mother tongue speakers in translation and exegetical principles. He had studied Greek and linguistics under Johannes Lowe and adapted his knowledge into an informal training program, and he used this program on a team of translators in Zimbabwe. This informal training became a formal two-year program at the Africa School of Missions in South Africa, and several people who went through the formal program felt called to go to other places in Africa and train translation teams there. Probably most notably would be Barry Funnel, who moved his family to Malawi and trained a team who completed a New Testament draft in three years. Uh, this was in the 90s, and this seemed impossible at the time for the kind of the current direction of, of, of Bible translation at that time. The Bible Society of Malawi, skeptical of the quality, (laughs) had the translation reviewed by an external renowned consultant who stated that the quality of this translation is as good or even better than any other translations I've seen. So Barry Funnel has published papers and pioneered methods in group consultation and cluster translation approaches, Um, as are methods and approaches solidified. Others, like our current international president, uh, Kubis van Aswagen, all started community-owned, indigenously-staffed projects in Africa, Europe, and Asia. Our training program and ways to support indigenous translation have continued to develop. We're now in 18 countries with over 250 projects and more than 800 translators working not for us, but for their communities. We have exactly zero Western translators working in foreign communities. Though we do have some more traditionally trained Westerners in consulting, teaching, and leadership roles, again, we strive to work ourselves out of our jobs and to equip Indigenous leadership at every level. Our influential and founding members were not of one denomination, to kind of get to that question, Um, and we are, I would say, ecumenical in our approach. Our translation teams consist of people working for and from their local church expressions, not to get too much in the weeds on this but the vast majority of our teams are multi-denominational we recommend and train translators in functional equivalence, closely modeled to wendland's literary functional equivalent approach we tend to say that we leave theology to the churches though we absolutely recognize and understand issues around translator bias and ecclesial hermeneutics when there are contentions on a team we work through them and find solutions that are both accurate and acceptable translations now this is more a facet of funding than of doctrine, but the majority of our projects work on the Protestant canon, even though we have Catholic and Orthodox translators. As far as theological perspective, it is hard to say, as we have many different expressions of Christianity represented. Each region and even team has its own characteristics, I would say.
0: Yeah, so the founder is a native of South Africa, correct? Correct. Okay, now what is the the prevailing, kind of theological perspective in South Africa? Is there a particular denomination that is the largest there?
1: I would say in South Africa, the Dutch Reformed Church is the most prominent and and culturally relevant church. And and there's a large amount of Catholic influence as well. However, our organization would be founded from uh, more Pentecostal and charismatic denominations. The majority of our people okay. would be like non-denominational, evangelical. Interesting. Yeah, that's helpful. If, if someone
0: were looking to join a Bible translation organization, how and why would you
1: recommend The Word for the World to them? This is an interesting question, and I hope I haven't scared anyone off. All of us at The Word for the World genuinely and deeply believe that God has placed an unmistakable and unforgettable call in our hearts to join into this work. We are also a deeply relational organization, and the how to get involved is to talk with one of us. You can contact me and I would love to talk. If you are working in or with a community that needs a Bible, then please let me know and I can connect you with the appropriate regional teams that will work and come alongside the local effort. While the majority of our recruitment is amongst the communities needing a project, there are lots of other ways to get involved from teaching, consulting, praying, financial partnership, Simply learning and engaging with a community very different from your own. The why us part of the question can be complex. Uh, the Bible translation movement is a diverse place and a large place. If you share with us the commitment to truly support and equip others through the work of Bible translation and in their journeys towards understanding and engaging God, then we have excellent grounds for partnership. Cool.
0: The, the process for joining you guys, I, I didn't uh, give you a heads up on this question, but what does that typically look like for doing training with you guys, say, to become a consultant or to just join you in some other kind of staff role? What what does that membership process usually look like?
1: The answer is that it varies. But generally speaking, um, we do have a membership agreement that, that you would sign with us that just commits to, to engaging in the work that we do and the way that we do it. Um, usually the process looks like hearing about us, contacting one of us, and we'll often um, have people take a course or two from our DBT, from the Diploma and Bible Translation, just as a, we call them tasters, <laughs> just to, to see a feel for what we do and, and how we work. And if you, like, if you like it and you like what you experience and you're feeling that tug on your heart, then we continue to develop the relationship. Yeah, we have support bases in the U S and the UK and South Africa, um, Finland. And usually what we do is depending on where the person is, is living or is from, we would connect you with that support base and you would join as a member of that particular support base. And each one has a little bit different of, of operating parameters. Again, we're very decentralized. <laughs> so it it can look a little bit different. But it really is, it really, really is like a few conversations and we get excited together and we show you what we do and we find ways to get you involved. Great.
0: So yeah, what are some future goals for the word for the world and how are they seeking to innovate? You know, obviously every translation organization has a different kind of like big goal, small goals, long term that sort of thing.
1: Do you have any of those you could share? Absolutely. Thank you. We right now are united under one goal that we call Vision 2050, and this is being instrumental in completing first-time translations of the entire Bible in a thousand languages by 2050, which um, is a lot. <laughs> to reach this goal, um, which is a steep one for a smaller organization, uh, we are always looking for ways to innovate and, and try new things. A couple of our endeavors right now. Um, I mean, we're we have a team in India that's very heavily invested in working with AI, and we're working on AI-assisted drafting, which promises to be interesting at least, and maybe expediate some of the early stages of, of, of drafting and Bible translation work. Our consultant developments and group consultation approaches. Um, we're just always looking for ways to improve on how we can consult with more teams at once and with less time spent uh, in in the consulting process. We're trying to innovate in the ways that we collaborate. We are connected with the Innovations Lab with E10, and we have people serving on the digital training library committees. And these just provide bridges for learning from our partners so we can keep in touch with what the BT movement is doing. And then also, finally, I, I, should, I should mention uh, oral Bible translation. We have started to embrace OBT as a mode of translation that we support. We've been learning a lot and hope to contribute ideas and to be part of that um, movement as well. That's great.
0: Is that something that has been born out of, particularly, the, I'm, I'm talking about the oral uh, aspect, has been born out of just recognizing the vast amount of oral cultures in your surrounding
1: area as we were growing into asia specifically we really saw the need for for obt um we've always had a, a really good partnership with faith comes by hearing and so we you know and even though i don't think it it betrays anything to say you know we We've always been a written translation organization and we do literacy develop, we do writer development. <laughs> so oral seemed a little bit outside of of our approach, but we see the value in it. We see that it 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 appreciates people in their cultures in an important in an important way. And so yeah, I think I think seeing that seeing the need for it has has been a part of it. You know, the methods of OBT have been becoming more efficient and and people are wanting to do that, in the way that we plan and start our projects, it's really based on what the community's needs are. And so if a community comes to us and says they want to join, they want mother tongue literacy, then we're going to approach it from a written and a literacy development perspective. If they if they come and say what they really want is an, is an oral Bible, then we'll help them translate and get into OBT.
0: Awesome. Well, great, anything else that you wanted to share about your mission before
1: before we finish? Anything I haven't brought up or mentioned? Uh, I think one thing I wanted to mention is just our our approach to consultant development. We talked about it a little bit. Like so many other aspects of the way we work, consultant development in the word for the world is a matter of equipping local individuals and organizations. We are members of FOBI and E10, and a whole other array of partnerships with other BT organizations. So we understand that there are certain expectations for what a translation consultant does and the role that they play. And while we do hold to FOBI requirements for our consultants, we, like others, have adopted a competency-based approach to training our CITs, consultants in training. Our consultant development path is designed to allow our gifted and driven translators and advisors a chance to get working with a mentor in live consulting situations as quickly as possible. So, to do this, we have implemented a few intermediary roles between being a CIT and an international translation consultant. Like, we, our international consultants is what, norm, what is normally called a translation consultant. So, the roles are we have, you start as a consultant in training. Then you move to being a local consultant, a national consultant, and an international consultant. And as your uh, consultant competencies are developed through a closely mentored relationship with a national or international consultants, you progress to greater levels of responsibility. So while an international consultant does check each translation, we have found that having local and national consultants who work regularly with the teams in the local and national Uh, contexts ease the burden for the international consultants, and this also helps the teams to be in regular contact with their local consultants who can work with them for longer periods of time. So this has ended up meaning that uh, in the word for the world, the consultant is less an auditor and more a coach for the translation teams.
0: Okay. Great. Well. Fantastic! Thank you so much for taking the time to share with us about your mission. Yeah, may God bless you and the work you're doing. Thank you so much for this
1: opportunity. It's really uh, great to be here and to talk to you.